Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is Podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life Is with Neil and Veronica, where today um, we're coming with you with a topic that wasn't really inspired by anything specific, let's say. There was no like moment in time uh, that happened in the last little while that inspired it. But I guess it's come uh, across over, I guess, a long period of time where we've had these different moments that have brought up these feelings and these emotions when we talk about life is not apologizing. Uh, And so it can go into two different areas, I think. And I think Veronica has some really great passionate thoughts on this that I align with. But what I start to think about that is apologizing is more of the words that you use uh, instead of showing the actions for something that maybe you have done, which you can admit to making a mistake. Um, So I feel like there's two different things there. uh, And apologizing and saying sorry really can feel empty and it doesn't have very much behind it. So Veronica, I know we were talking about this earlier today a little bit, but what are your thoughts about <laughs> life is not apologizing? I feel like I have a right, very long rant about this. That word, sorry. Well, that word, sorry, is honestly a total trigger for me. I will be completely honest. And maybe it's because it brings up a lot of feelings for me. As you know, uh, I was a notorious over-apologizer. I would say sorry for saying sorry. And I'm only coming to notice that more and more. Um, I'm being more intentional about the feelings and the actions, you know, behind the times that I do actually feel sorry. And I'm also recognizing when I was saying it, when I didn't mean it, and holding myself back from not saying it when I actually don't mean it. There are so many times in the past. So I've had a lot of growth, I want to say, like in the last year for sure. And uh, even in the last few months. And I've had to take a pause on, you know, certain conversations sometimes, certain responses. And here's the thing also is that you can take the time to respond. Like, I think actually when we talk about like in the sports or competitive world, like there usually is a 24 hour cool off period, apparently that I learned about. And I didn't know that was a thing. So you can probably talk more about that, but I would catch myself saying sorry all the time. Like honestly, for anything and everything to the point where if I think about it, I was almost apologizing for just being myself. And that is nothing to be sorry for nothing. And often I was apologizing for my own boundaries. Again, nothing that you ever need to be sorry for. Let me say that again. Your boundaries are your boundaries. And that is nothing that you ever need to be sorry for. So if you're listening and you're watching, you probably feel my energy. (laughs) You want to talk about putting energy out into the world. I'm like, I'm fired up about this because enough. And I feel like I just want to pause there and say it again, because you should never feel like you have to apologize 
for your own boundary. That is your boundary, whatever that is. You put it there for a reason. You're putting it there to respect yourself. Whatever your needs are, that is nothing that you ever have to be sorry for. And that has taken me a long time to learn. And that is something that I will continue to try to, you know, model and teach the kids. And it is like, just try it one day. Okay. If you're about to type a story, if you're about to say a story, pause and just evaluate if you really feel the need to be saying that because boundaries are so important. They're there for you. They're there to be respected. They're not there to be pleasing anybody else. And it's so important. And I've always, I've like never been a fan of forced apologies. Definitely as an adult, like I would rather you not say anything than to fluff off. Like, sorry, it just feels worse even I find. And, um, you know, forced apologies, especially for children. It, I, I really feel like it doesn't teach them anything. And, you know, they're, I feel like children are always often, you know, trying to feel their emotions and try to figure out their place and trying to figure out like what these feelings are that come up and, you know, a situation happens and all of a sudden we're there, like, you know, shuffling them around and trying to referee, which we always said, let's try not to referee. Let's try and coach. Is it necessary also? But, you know, trying to referee an apology like there's just so much that's happening there. So I really dislike that word. There was a time actually, you know, there was a conversation that I was having and I felt so darn proud of myself because it probably was a situation where I would have apologized. And there's almost like a power struggle to that too, I find where, I mean, I don't know how I would label it, but Again, like whatever you feel like you have to apologize for, just evaluate it. And do you actually have to, do you, do you actually feel that way? Or do you feel like you're just saying it for the sake of, and squirrely thought, but you know, to be honest, something that just popped up is on the flip side of that. Sometimes when people are over apologetic, it makes me really uncomfortable. Like to be on the receiving end of that which, you know, like it gets awkward, like to the point where I'm like, did I make you feel a certain way? Like, why are you saying sorry about, sorry about, sorry about, sorry? Like, I don't know. I like to think I'm really kind, <laughs> like you know, but, um, there, there are those times and moments. And sometimes I used to be one of those people. I'm raising my hand for anyone that's watching, or if you're listening, you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand that again, I used to, you know, notoriously say sorry about sorry. So Hearing you speak on that, I think that one thing that we tried to do, and I think that is part of the maybe problems we had in the past. I know I had problems with it and you talked about your problems with it and I don't know where it stems from. Like that would, that's sort of beyond my yeah, expertise, but what I do know that we've instilled in the kids, what I do know that we want to teach them is you don't ever need to apologize or feel sorry for the way you feel about something. You can maybe have reacted differently. You could maybe have like, and, and they're learning, right? They're in the stage of learning. So, you know, it's okay that you felt angry. It's okay that that made you mad, whatever you emotion you were going through. 
but then teaching them, okay, but this is how you need to react. Okay, maybe that's where you made a mistake. And when you're ready, you should talk to that person about how you reacted. Again, not forcing them to do it in the moment because they need to be ready. And that needs to come from, again, what you're saying, their own sense of like, okay, I did make a mistake and here's how I want to rectify it. Um, so that was, you know, one thing what you're talking about, right, is you never, ever, like you said, need to apologize for how you feel about something or how something made you feel, right? And it always needs to be about how you reacted and maybe how you could have done that differently in the future, learning again from maybe a mistake. And then the other part that you're talking about there and in the analogy of, you know, competitive sports and, and whatnot in that cooling off period, um, they there's an analogy about the about that. And when you think about a pot of boiling water, right, that is not clear, like, you know, still water, a cup of still water is clear, a cup of boiling water is bubbling and it's cloudy and you can't see. When you're angry, when you have emotions that are high, you cannot see clearly, you cannot think clearly, so you don't have the right words, so you need to let mm -hmm. that water or that emotion cool down, be still, and then like a clear glass of water, you can see and express things that are more clear to you. I haven't heard that part of it. And again, like those of you watching probably saw my reaction in real time to that. And it's so important though, even when, you know, we have those feelings that can come up when it is anger, for example, you know, you, you know, we've talked about that anger iceberg before too. Um, when things are cloudy, even for the kids, we always say their ears are closed. They're seeing red, like they're not absorbing anything. This is not a learning situation. You know, this is like a processing moment. And then when things are clear, you can have a conversation about it or, you know, wow. Yeah. Let the, let yeah, the boiling like water settle. Kids, like, you know, they always say like, don't go to bed angry. And what a complete, let's throw that in the garbage. Okay. We're going to throw that in the garbage because you and I both know that from our relationship is it's okay to go to bed angry. It's okay to not talk about things right away because it makes it worse. And it's such a false sense of like, you have to make up or you have to, in a certain time period. It's just like you need to let people deal with their emotions and not force them to apologize when they're not ready or if they even have something to apologize for. So like that is completely like not okay for people to think that because we know completely different. Like that's okay. Everyone has their own time period for certain things. Mm hmm yeah, I think it's what follows, right? And I think that that's the message here as well is we're not saying like, don't feel remorse or like, you know, don't be a good person. I mean, I try so hard to stick to like the positive language of things because when you start getting into the negative, I feel like I'm even confusing myself with that. But, um, you know, what we're saying is it is about the action. It is about what follows and it is about taking care of your own needs. So, you know, in, in that conversation or in all of that, that, that was, it was a principle almost. And I think it was the detriment to part of our relationship 
when, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye. And there was always that thing about like, don't go to bed angry. So like, you need to talk about it right now. And I'm naturally, I feel like a slow processor. Like I need time. And, you know, I think again, that goes with like boundaries and respect and like what works in a relationship and the give and take of it, like the reciprocity. Um, and I think it, again, number one is just communication. So it's not like, you know, a lot of people ask us, how, how do you do it? How, you know, we're going to get into this, I think in another podcast, um, like how does your relationship work? How do you keep things, you know, kind of moving and, and a big part of it is communication. So, you know, I know how you work. You definitely know how I work. And I know that often you wanted to talk about things right away and I wasn't ready most times. So I would say I would communicate that though, right? It's not like I would storm off. I mean, okay. If we back up to the duration of our relationship, there were times that I just was like, can't talk. But when we got to the point that we did, I would say, we will talk about this. Like, I love you. We will figure this out. I am not, I'm definitely not talking about this right now because if you want to talk about a boiling pot of water, <laughs> like, you know, and I wonder if that catches people by surprise and they're like, Veronica, what is your boiling pot of water <laughs> look like? Um, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but it is that whole thing about like the actions that follow the respect that goes along with it, the communication that goes along with it. And all of that is more meaningful than the word, sorry. I actually don't like it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion here. But honestly, I will tell all of you that there are times when Neil says sorry and I kind of look and I'm like, what? I just, I don't like it. It's been so ingrained in us, at least in our generation to just like, Oh, sorry. Right. And like, or like, like you make a mistake instead of like saying like, Oh yeah, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Like, here's what I want to do differently next time. Right. And so a couple of things on what you were just talking about, I guess one is they talk about successful relationships. Right. And one of them, uh, one of the keys to that is knowing what they call is knowing your relationships fight style, right. Whatever you want to call it. Because what it is, is knowing how your partner reacts to a disagreement and it takes time to learn that, but it's so, it's so key. And we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about that in our, in one of our episodes, but it's knowing that like, okay, does the person, like you said, does the person need time to cool down or are they like, like, you know, wanting to talk about it? Are they, do they shut down? Like, do they, do they like... Um, do they have like a history of like, of, of shutting down and not being able to talk? Cause I know I have had to work on that where like, I would actually just physically, like, I would just like disassociate from the situation. And I would just close off. Right. Not intentionally, but I need to like, be able to like, think about my words and all these things. So yeah, that's one of those things that is knowing your partner's fight style. Um, but again, going on to the, like the reflex of saying, sorry, and we just talked about this before was when you're like crafting a response, whether it's, um, and this is mainly to do with like text messages, emails, right. It's like, we're so quickly ready to write. Oh, sorry. Like, sorry. I, it took me so well, so long to get back to you. Well, like it took you long because you were doing something that you needed to do. Right. So why are you apologizing for that? Right. There's so many other words that you can use 
in the opposite sense, because we're so reflex, like there's so much reflex to saying sorry for inconveniencing somebody else, but really you're not inconveniencing them on purpose 99% of the time. You're just busy taking care of other things that are significant to you in the moment. I love that you brought this up so much. This was a game changer. And what is really helpful for me is when I find things that I can like tuck into my back pocket in a sense, and it's my substitution. Like that's how I build better habits is I find a substitution for what I kind of want to throw in that life is garbage, right? And if you think about that situation and, you know, we talked about in life is about energy and, you know, the words that you say and that energy that you give off. If you think about that situation where you're like, I'm so sorry, like, you know, it took me so long. Just think about like the tone, how that feels for everybody in that situation. Like I was just saying on the receiving end of that, sometimes I feel like super awkward. And if you flip that, and like some of you have probably seen that image, right? The opposite of that in a sense, or a substitution that you can do for that is gratitude. And instead of saying, I'm sorry, this took me so long, which honestly, by whose measurement also? Whose baseline? That person might've been like, wow, that was a speedy response. Thank you so much. And meanwhile, you're starting off the whole email thread or text or whatever with an apology of like maybe an unrealistic expectation that you put on yourself personally. So instead of leading with sorry, lead with gratitude and like change that narrative. So, you know, if instead of saying, and like, I'll say it right now in the moment and see how this feels. I'm really sorry for taking so long to respond to you. Okay. Versus, I, sh- I shivered. Thank you I, so much. No, I shivered and like, just like didn't do it. You're not a role player or what? <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of like, how do I respond Don't to that? Worry. Then you're kind of like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Or like, yeah, or like you're trying, you know, you're reassuring or, you know, okay, so here we go. Here's the, here's the kind of like the substitution response. Hey, thank you so much for being so patient because I felt like I was taking so long to get back to you. I wanted to send you a message sooner. I thought of you now and dot, dot, dot. Yay. Like, yay for everybody. Oh, you thought of me. That's so nice. And like, yeah, you know what? I'm wicked at being patient. <laughs> like, thanks for the compliment. Like, just try it. Stop it. <laughs> like, I just want to tell everybody, like, stick to your boundaries. Be kind to yourself. I feel like it's like the amalgamation of all of the podcasts that we've done thus far and all the messages that we want to tell everybody. Be kind to yourself. Stick to your boundaries. Like, you know, the energy that you put out there in the world. We need to stop the cycle. We, and it starts with pausing again, I guess, slowing down again, another amalgamation of things we talked about. Um, before you, before you write that word, sorry, did you actually do something that you need to apologize for or to admit that you made a mistake? Like is responding um, like two days later, is that a legitimate mistake? No, you and I both know it's not, right? We are all doing our best. 
And so if you pause, uh, I'll give myself a second here to let pause for Veronica because she has a thought. But if we all pause before we write sorry and break that cycle and you continue to be like aware of it and we all do this, it's just going to help each other not be so quick to say sorry when you don't need to. Yeah, well, just like you mentioned, like, you know, sending a response two days later, like, did anybody get injured in that? Like, I, I don't know. Like, what are you apologizing for? Anyway, but you were talking about slowing down also. This is a squirrely thought, but I have to share this because I couldn't help it because I pictured this moment. So we've talked about this a few times about how I used to like run across a crosswalk. And this is like, honestly, that was my action of an apology for not crossing fast enough and inconveniencing the other person. When I was like, forget it. Okay. I'm listening to myself and I'm walking at my own speed. You can wait now is how I feel. Um, but uh, like, I feel like also if you can picture five, three and three quarter me, trying to run across the crosswalk and like almost look at somebody and like, you know, like the sorry wave. Like, I feel like that's what I would almost do and combine it with that. So, you know, today Neil and I went to go pick up some groceries and like pedestrians have the right of way. Okay. There is a crosswalk for a reason. So this like elderly lady, it's her, what's that? That's for you to like stop your car and give people the space they need to cross. So lady has like groceries in her hand. You know, she does look like she is inconveniencing us somehow. She has felt this. We're like smiling as big as we can smile. So she decides to cross. Well, she doesn't decide to cross. She has to cross. She has the right to cross. Okay. We're like just waiting to park. It's not a big deal. And, um, she starts like jogging and Neil literally says out loud, he's like, slow down. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, see, was it's not just slip. me. It was icy. There was not a lot of space. I'm like, like, I was just trying to put the energy out there. Like, it's okay. We're good. Like, like there's like, you don't need to rush on our behalf. Yeah. Just, just slow down. So yeah. Anyways, I think that like, I know you're very passionate about this. You've been passionate about this for a long time, talking about um, not apologizing, right? And, uh, and, and not saying sorry for your being yourself, for you feeling certain things, for you um, holding your boundaries wherever those are for you, because those are yours that you set and they're there to protect you, not to inconvenience anybody else. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think, it's about time that we've talked about this, honestly, you know, how many, you know, 16 episodes in now that we really get into how we can maybe change things for our mentality, our well-being, and, and things that we've learned from our past, whether, you know, you're a notorious over-apologizer or it becomes something that, you know, makes you feel triggered because it's just not what needs to be said or like, it's being said for just saying it. You know what it is too? I think it starts setting unrealistic expectations and an unrealistic bar for everybody. Because here's another thing is that, you know, I had a friend the first time I went to her house, 
guess what's the first thing that she said? I'm so sorry. My house is a mess. And I was like, I'm just going to tell you right now in this friendship, you get one pass at that. And like, you're not allowed to say that again because you live in this space and that's fine. And I am your friend and I accept you as you are. I will show up and like, whatever, I'm here for you. I'm not here for your spotless house. In fact, if it was, then I don't think I'd ever invite you over to mine. So I said, just so you know, I'm not ever apologizing for the state of my house because it is what it is. Welcome. I'll make you a delicious tea. Find a clean spot somewhere where we can stand. I'll help you brush the crumbs off your feet, but like welcome. (laughs) So, you know, I think I'm often like trying to change the narrative too for those in my life. Um, Because when I started stopping it for myself and listening to myself and my boundaries and like, first of all, I want it to be meaningful. Like if I'm truly sorry about something, you know, the actions that go with it, the things that accompany it, of course, I'm not going to hold back an apology, right? But it's, I'm talking about more of like the token, tokenistic sorry, like that token sorry that just like slips its way into conversation sometimes. And then it sets an unrealistic expectation. I almost feel like saying like, just so you know, I'm never going to apologize for that same thing. Um, And I think that's like, that's the thing. One thing that we learned as well, like during the pandemic also is just like lower the bar. There's so much pressure. And that is one thing also that is a huge takeaway for me. I feel like I did a 180 after this. I probably talked about it in another podcast. I can't remember if I did, but it's worth mentioning again is I had such an aha moment when, you know, my director said to me, Veronica, I don't have that expectation on you. When you put the pressure on yourself, that is the heaviest one that you're going to feel. And nobody can relieve that pressure or take that off or help you with that except for you, because we can't even see that. Agreed. And it's like, it goes along with like having that previous thought of feelings, uh, internal feelings of needing to apologize for how you um, felt about something, right? Like that was sort of, I guess, instilled in us somewhere, some along the lines, right? Like, and we're here to hopefully send the same message, take that weight off your shoulders take that burden. You do not need to apologize for how you feel. You do not need to apologize for your boundaries. Like we had said all episodes long, this is Veronica's message because I know she's so passionate about it. And I definitely feel the same way. This is the um, same message that you got from us to anybody listening, because you're meant to hear this at this time, for whatever reason, take that pressure off yourself. You do not need to apologize. You do not need to say sorry. If you made a mistake, you can admit that 100%. Um, But what we are trying to say is you don't need to say sorry for who you are, how you feel, or what boundaries you've set. (laughs) Period, exclamation mark. Again, if that's, you know, what you're getting out of this, that is exactly what I know Veronica wanted to deliver. So... 
I think we want to just take a moment to say thank you again for allowing us to share these uh, messages, feelings, stories, um, all of it that we have put together so far. And we will continue to do because, you know, life is ever evolving. Um, so thank you for this space and thank you for your uh, encouragement and feedback. We love it so very much. And we look forward to speaking with you again next time. So thank you and have a great day, everybody. Keep being you.